Hi, and welcome to Real Talk with Rachel, with my wife, Rachel Gilbert. Did you know that God has a unique call on your life? But things like fear, insecurities, and lies keep us from experiencing God's best. This podcast will consist of real talk about real life with real people. We pray that every episode brings you one step closer to your original design so you can confidently pursue your God-given dreams. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk with Rachel. I am your host, Rachel Gilbert, and I'm excited today because I get to celebrate with you our 25th episode of this podcast. Now, I don't know if you've been with me from the beginning or not. If you haven't, I would highly suggest you go back and listen to the very first episode where it was just me and I kind of laid the groundwork and the vision for this podcast. And really to keep things simple, it's just that I have a heart to bring things out of the darkness into the light so that you can overcome things like fears and lies and insecurities that might hold you back from pursuing your God-given dreams. I don't know about you, but man, I have believed a lot of lies in my lifetime. And the more that I come back to the basics, which is that God loves each one of us so much that he literally chases us down and gets a hold of our heart every single day, not only for salvation, but just for freedom. So I'm a big advocate of freedom. You might know by now I am in school to become a counselor. And so I just kind of think along those lines naturally anyhow. And I thought today would be fun in celebration. Not only is it the 25th episode, but we are exactly, as you're listening to this in February, it has been exactly a year since I launched this podcast. Now I have to tell you, when I look back to a year ago, I was shaking in my boots to do this thing. I was terrified. I remember whenever I recorded that episode one, if you could have seen my chest, I'm certain it was splotched out with red and I was sweating and so nervous. And I am just so thankful that I gave God my yes. And I have to tell you that if you follow me for very long online, you might know that I have pursued many things. Some some might perceive as they were successes. Others, I personally perceived as failures. So we're going to do something a little different today. A lot of times, actually most of the time, when you get on this podcast with me, I have a guest who joins me. Well, today it's just going to be me and you. And what I felt like God asked me to do was since we are celebrating a year of this podcast being out, and I thought it would be really fun if we took a look back and I basically did an inventory of some of the things that I've learned in starting a new business venture, but not just a business. I mean, um, how about a ministry or this podcast, or um, I've, I've launched coaching over this last year and I'm not going to go into detail on all the things I've launched because this isn't about me. It is about me helping you by me sharing some of my struggles and you know what? Some of my successes too. So I narrowed it down. To be honest, I probably could have listed 20 or more things that I've learned. Actually, I know I've learned more because my husband and I own a business and we've owned that business for eight years now. It's a medical practice that we took over. Another story for another day, but let me tell you something that remains the truth. The startup of anything is hard. 
There is just no way around that. There is, it's awkward, it's clunky, it's uncomfortable. You're basically going into new territory that you really know nothing about. Like you've read the stories. I don't know about you, but whenever I'm going to launch something new, we'll take this podcast for an example. I did research. I read all the the things that I'm supposed to do. And and I talked to other podcasters. Uh, I mean, they probably were like, oh, great. Here comes Rachel again because she has another question. But there's nothing nothing that will prepare you to actually do something. You can read the things all day long. You can listen to all the podcasts. You can do all those things. You can ask all the questions to people, which is great. Do your homework. But there's nothing that compares to actually taking those steps and doing it. I had a quote that was on my bathroom wall for years that said, courage is being scared to death but saddling up anyway. And let me tell you, that is my life story. So I have narrowed it down to seven things that I've learned in starting something new. Okay, are you ready? Now, I hope that you're writing these down, but you know what? I know a lot of you tell me you listen when you're driving or you're out for a run or whatever. So if you can't write them all down, I will share them um, in the show notes, but also on my website. These podcasts are always there embedded with all these notes. So I'll go ahead and put them there too. um, And then that way you can recap them. But let's go ahead and get started on the very first thing that I think is really the most important. And that is you need to have a word. And by word, I mean a scripture or a moment from God to stand on for the days that you want to quit. Now, I um, am a little bit like a Gideon. I always ask God when he speaks to me to do something, especially something that's scary and feels like so much bigger than me. I always am like, okay, God, I will do that, but you have to make it so super clear to me. And over the years, he's done that in multiple ways. Like I said, when my husband and I brought a practice, he did that for us then. He gave us a word, um, actually a word in due season. And then other times it's just been by like a sign or or peace or whatever. It looks different most of the time for me. Sometimes it comes in the way I feel. You know, if there's peace, follow the peace. If there's not peace, then the Lord's not in it. Sometimes it is a word from somebody who didn't even know I was praying about it. But I'm going to share right now for this particular podcast, the confirmation God gave me came through my husband um, and then also through the Declare Conference and then through... Uh, my equipment. So I'm not going to share all those stories because then that would take the next 30 minutes. But the one I wanted to share with you is my husband is the one who actually encouraged me to do this podcast, which if you haven't noticed, his voice is at the beginning of this. And, uh, you know, I don't know if that will always be my intro. Probably not, because actually, as we speak, I'm kind of working behind the scenes to to update some things. Again, when you start something, you know, you're always evolving, always changing. So I'm sure that intro will change as we go along. But in the beginning, it was my husband's voice. And it's because, well, first of all, let's just take a time out and say, really, he's the one with the radio voice, not me. So we're going to leave that there. I think one day he'll have his podcast. But also, he's the one who really... Invested in me. In fact, he signed me up for a webinar on podcasting and he was like, Hey, I think you'd be really good at this because I love Facebook Lives. And I was like, Oh, great. You know, but I don't know about you. If you're married, uh, when your husband calls something out of you, it feels a little bit different 
because my husband is not always quick to start something new. So if he sees something that he thinks I should be doing, I know I should pay attention to that because when he speaks, it's worth listening to. So he really was the one who encouraged me even before. And so then I started just kind of thinking about it. And I was like, Lord, what do you think? And immediately the Lord downloaded this name, Real Talk with Rachel, onto my heart. And I was like, okay, I'll put that away, put it on a shelf for whatever day that might be. Well, fast forward at the Declare Conference, again, I was listening to a teaching on podcasting, felt the Lord again say, you need to do this. And I told you I wasn't going to share all these stories. I'm sorry. Here we go. I'm not doing all of them, but he confirmed in me again the name uh, for the podcast because there was a session uh, called Real Talk. So that was funny. But then after I left the Declare Conference, I was like, okay, I need one more sign, Lord. I told you, I'm like Gideon. I'm like, give me all the signs. And I got a message from a friend who used to have a podcast, doesn't any longer, and she asked me if I would like to have her mic, which is a really nice Yeti mic. And she said, if you'll just pay for shipping, you can have it for free. I'm like, okay, God, I guess I can't argue with that. I now have a mic. So I did what any uh, online influencer would do, and I hopped onto social media, and I was like, thank you so much for my mic. Now I just need to find some headphones. Well, wouldn't you know, another sweet friend of mine from out of state messaged me, and she's like, hey, what headphones do you need? And I told her the ones I'd heard are good. They're like nice headphones, $80 headphones on Amazon. And what does she do? She sends them to me brand new in a beautiful package from Amazon and was cheering me on to start this thing. And so the Lord was like, all right, Rachel, what else do you need? Your husband believes in you. Your Declare family believes in you and has spoken words into you. And now you have the equipment. And, you know, on the days, I should tell you, there's been multiple times over this last year that I've honestly thought about quitting this podcast. Uh, Not because I don't love it. Honestly, I really love, I have met so many amazing people through the podcast. I mean, there's been story after story that has just been amazing. But I wouldn't be lying to you if I said there aren't days that I want to quit. Because guess what? It's a lot of work. If you have a podcast, you know what I'm talking about. There's a lot more that goes in behind the scenes that people just don't know. You don't know what you don't know, right? If you've never done something, you don't know how much it is. And so there have been days that I've asked the Lord, can I please quit? And you know what he does? He takes me right back to the beginning. He's like, Rachel, I provided for you back then. I'm going to continue to provide for you moving forward. So that's the first thing that I've learned in this endeavor, but in all the endeavors I've ever done is you've got to have a word or a moment or something that for those days that you're like, that's it, I'm done, I can't do this. The Lord can take you back to that moment and back to that memory and he can remind you how he got you here and how he's provided for you along the way. All right, the second thing I've learned, again, all these things I'm sharing with you today really are not just from this podcast. They're from, I've started multiple things over the years. I might share a few of those with you here in a minute. But um, the second thing I've learned is don't expect your friends and family to be your biggest supporters. And I say this super kindly and gently and graciously. In fact, I know my, I have some sisters and my mom who listen to this. So It's not that I'm going to say that your family's not going to support you or your friends aren't going to support you, but I actually learned this before starting the podcast. I remember one of the first things I did, I think it was some network marketing thing, and I had this in my mind that, man, all my friends and family are going to buy from me, and they didn't. And honestly, I got really, really hurt because I thought, oh my goodness, 
none of my friends and family are buying for me. In fact, they're not even sharing about my business and they're not even doing all this. And I started to get a root of bitterness in my heart and resentment and like, how could you not? I don't understand. I thought you were close to me and all this stuff. Now, here's the deal. I have had a lot of friends and a lot of family support me over the years in many ways, but I've learned to come to not expect it because then when it comes, it's just a blessing. It's just fun. It's, oh, wow, I did not expect that you were going to actually listen or I didn't expect that you were going to share this on your social media, that I was up to this. And so when it comes, it's now a just, wow, you know, it's not a... I didn't expect you to do it. You just did it and it blessed me. And that changes the dynamic of your relationship because especially in business and even ministry, it can get real sticky real quick when you start doing business and collaborating with family because then emotions start to get involved. And at the end of the day, when we start something new, whether it's a business or a ministry or a podcast or whatever the thing is, we have very small thinking if we think it's just for our friends and family. All right, that is just the tip of the iceberg. That's the icing on the cake that everything else is way, our reach should be way farther than just our friends and family. That's great if they're blessed by whatever it is we start, but man, we cannot expect them to be our number one fans, number one supporters. In fact, I mean, I I pray this over myself, everything I do and over anything any of you do. And that is that your reach is so much further reaching that We don't get so tunnel vision to think, oh, if these people don't support me, then I'm really going to be upset over it. So that's just something that I've learned is I don't expect it from them. But when it comes, it is it's just nice. All right. So that's thing one and two. The third thing is and this is really important. Honestly, this one doesn't even just apply to business and ministry. This applies to life. And it's this. Keep your eyes on your marching orders and be careful of comparing your journey to those around you. In fact, just recently, God led me to a verse in Proverbs 17, 24 that says, Sensible people keep their eyes glued on wisdom, but a fool's eyes wander to the ends of the earth. And immediately he made me think about social media because I don't know about you. I love social media. Like I really am one of those people that... I just have fun with social media. I was on social media back in the day when you had to be in college to have a Facebook account. It's just always been fun to me. It doesn't feel heavy. But recently, (laughs) I have found myself wandering. Have you ever, okay, those of you who are on Instagram in particular, or even Facebook, have you ever kind of woken up out of a trance and realized that about an hour later, you're on somebody's page. You don't even know how you got there. You don't even know who they are. And you're like, how did I find this person? But you find yourself so far embedded in what other people are up to that that verse in Proverbs just jumped off to me that when it said sensible people keep their eyes glued on wisdom. I don't know about you, but sometimes I get my eyes glued on what other people are up to and it steals my joy. Just to be honest, as a podcaster, it is very easy for me to go down the road of getting online and looking at other people's podcasts, especially podcasts that are very well-known shows that have millions of downloads and episode and all of that. And for me to all of a sudden feel bad about what I'm doing. 
and go to a really dark place of, uh, why am I doing this? I don't have millions of downloads. What's the point, right? It is easy for my mind to go there, but man, it doesn't just stop at podcasting. It goes into every crevice of our life if we will let it from whatever your business is, your ministry is, whatever your unique gifting is, your family, your friends. Oh my goodness. This is just a very toxic thing that I feel like we have to just be very mindful of when it comes to things like social media, or maybe you're not a social media person, which I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are just because most people like techie stuff. But even if you're not, how about just day-to-day life? People we meet just in real life. And so that's my third thing that I would tell to you is just keep your eyes on your marching orders. Your marching orders is the thing that God told you to do. It's not the thing he told me to do. It's not the thing he told your best friend to do or your sister to do or even your neighbor to do. Your marching orders look very different than mine. And so we have to be careful of not allowing ourselves to go down that comparison journey. All right, the fourth thing is, Simply put, it's harder than it looks, and it's going to take more time and energy than you anticipated. I think this is a very wise thing to really help yourself wrap your mind around before you start a new business or ministry venture, and it's because a lot of people I have seen, my husband and I have seen this a lot, like I said, being business owners for eight years now, people start businesses and quit them all of the time. And one of the major reasons people quit that thing is because they did not count the cost. You know, the Bible even tells us, count the cost before you, and I don't have exactly where that is. I know probably some of you listening could tell me, but um, it just, it tells us, count your cost of what is it going to take, honestly, for you to do this. Now, of course, you can't anticipate all the setbacks that are going to come. You can't anticipate the the successes and the victories that are going to come. But you need to understand that it is going to be hard. It is going to take some hard work. But if you will just show up and be consistent, the Lord will bless that. And also, especially if you're, anything you do is online in particular, people are watching to see if you're going to still be around. Did you know that most podcasters, I've heard this stat, I can't tell you how accurate it is, but most podcasters quit within six months. Because guess what? It's a lot harder than it looks. It takes a lot more time than you would have anticipated. And I think that's not just true for podcasters. It's true for bloggers. It's true for people who start any kind of business, network marketing, even brick and mortar businesses. Now, here's the difference about a brick and mortar business and an online business. Brick and mortar, I was actually just talking to my sister Becky about this. Brick and mortar I have to sign a contract that, yes, I'm going to be in this building for at least a year. Most places require at least a three three to five year upfront commitment that, yes, I'm going to rent your facility for that long. Well, if you start something online, you're not committing to anybody that you're going to still be here. And so that's why, quite frankly, I recommend that you find a mastermind, find a group. In fact, here at the end of this, I'm going to tell you a little bit about a course I'm about to launch that's going to have some group coaching in it because you need that accountability. I mean, if you're in, especially an online business of any sort or an online ministry, you need accountability. You need someone who's going to call you out when you say, yeah, I'm quitting after two months because you did not give that ministry or that business a fair chance to succeed. So just remember that. And then I also want to, with that said, knowing that it's going to be harder than it looks and it's going to take more energy than you anticipated, 
I want to kind of just give you a little charge to cheer other people on in their journey. If you see a friend or a family member or maybe even some stranger on Instagram that you don't really know that well who puts up an, a graphic that says, exciting news, I'm launching XYZ. You have no idea how much it blesses that person for you, one, to comment and say, I'm so excited for you. I'm cheering you on. Even if that particular thing that they're launching doesn't apply to you, maybe you know somebody it will. So share that thing on your social media, in your story. It's easy to, you know, click that little button and share it to your story. Or or if you can think of somebody who you think would love that, then tag them in that thing and say, hey, look at what this person is starting. That just so blesses people. And I can't tell you the number of days how I confided in you just a minute ago that I thought, man, I'm quit- I've got to quit this podcast. I can't do it anymore. And on those days, it's almost, and I know it's the Lord. He's so sweet. I'll have someone comment or someone send me a private message or maybe even an email and say, I just have to tell you that that episode you released today really, really blessed me. And it was just what I needed to hear. That right there, what did that take somebody less than 30 seconds to share that word of encouragement with me? And guess what? That kept me going. It gave me some more momentum to say, okay, I can keep going. I can do this. Now, I do want to say a disclaimer. We cannot rely on the compliments and the praise of other people to keep us going. Our why has to be so much bigger than that. In fact, I say this a lot. Your why has to be bigger than your what ifs. But it is nice to just get a nice pat on the back every now and then and say, yeah, you can do this. Um, And then also, practically speaking, for podcasters, like, so if you listen to any podcast, and and this is not just for my podcast, please hear me on that. Mine, any podcast you listen to, I want to give you yet another charge and say, leave an iTunes review or share it on social media. Those two things, because if you haven't noticed, you get these podcasts for free. And those are how you pay podcasters. (laughs) You seriously, you do that just by doing things like the iTunes review. I don't know if you fully understand it. I'm not going to go into it right now. But basically, it helps the show be recognized by iTunes saying, hey, this is a legit show. This girl's not crazy. She's not like talking about something insane. It's a real show. You should listen to it. And it helps other people find the show and kind of bring it, uh, you know, more traffic and get some more growth there. But then the sharing on social media, yeah, it helps other people find it. But again, it goes back to it literally just blesses our socks off. So I want to encourage you to do that. Anytime you listen to anything that really blesses you, take the 30 seconds, leave a review, share it with somebody. It'll just really bless somebody. Okay, so those are our first four. Promise we're getting there. This is number five. Uh, And number five is to outsource your weaknesses, not your blind spots. So let me clarify on this one. Uh, Whenever I started this podcast, if you listen to the first episode, you'll know I initially told you I'm going to release one a month because I am a speaker. I am a communicator. I am a writer. I am not a technology person. I... In fact, I couldn't even say technology right. Um, I loathe it. Now, can I do it? Yes. Have I learned it? Yes. So it is no longer a blind spot for me. I know how to edit a podcast episode now, should I have to. But I edited the first, I believe, five episodes. And you probably could have found me curled up in the ball, in the fetal position, rocking in the corner, singing, (laughs) 
kumbaya because I that was a real for real I'm gonna quit moment and I did I had one of those moments with the Lord and I was like Lord I can't keep going with this even the one a month I wanted to I mean it would take me several hours to edit it it was not joyful to me and so and I wasn't good at it either honestly Uh, I was stumbling my way through it so I was like Lord you have to help me well just like he always does. He sent help. He sent me a show producer. Her name is Rachel. And she also happens to spell her name like mine, which was double confirmation for me. I don't find many Rachels out there like that, but she has been such a blessing, which by the way, Rachel, I know you're listening. Thank you for all your hard work. I want the whole world to hear that, that you are amazing and you are a blessing. And so do that very thing. As soon as you're able to outsource your weaknesses, not your blind spots. So I just really do feel like it's important for you to understand what you're outsourcing. Have a grasp on it. That way you can actually talk the lingo with the person and and you can understand, you know, in case you ever did need to take back over or just whatever it is, it's not a complete blind spot to you, but it's also not your strength. And in the case of the other Rachel that I'm talking about, my producer, it is her strength. She's awesome at it. Uh, So I want to encourage you with that just as soon as you're able to outsource as many things as you possibly can so you can stay more focused on that vision. And then number six, I want to encourage you that nothing is wasted in your story. So the Lord reminded me of Romans 8.28. And 8.28 says, We know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. I mentioned earlier, I've tried to start several things. Um, Actually, I don't want to say tried. I have started several things. And in my mind, there's been some of the things that have been failures. Now, I think we need to redefine failure and success. I'm going to get to that on point number seven. But I look back and initially, if I were just to be honest with you, I would say, ooh, we, those, let's just forget those things ever happened. But the Lord reminded me, no, those are all part of your story. Uh, I can think of at least three or four. I keep trying to be a network marketing person, but it does not go well for me. I don't know if any of you can relate, but um, I've had friends who've had so much success with network marketing companies, and I always wanted to be one of those people. Like I really wanted to have a business in that, but it never went well for me. And I looked at those things as failures when really recently the Lord's like, no, I was teaching you things because at the root of those things, I was learning leadership skills. I was learning speaking skills. I was learning business skills. I was learning time management skills. So I want to just encourage you that if you're listening to this today and you have something on your heart you want to do. I don't know what the thing is, and I don't want to put you in a box on what the thing is because all those things look so different. And in fact, the thing that you're called to may have never been done before. That's actually really exciting to think about, isn't it? But it's also really scary. But I just want to encourage you that I feel like some of you listening might be disqualifying yourself because of your past experiences. Let me tell you something. If I looked back on all my past experiences, I would not be doing this podcast. I would not be about to launch my first online course. I would not be about to write my first book. If I were to look back on all those things and qualify myself in regards to how well those things went. But I want to encourage you that those things that you've done that might have felt like a failure to you didn't turn out quite like you liked. Maybe you quit. Maybe you were forced to quit. I don't know what happened. You do. And the Lord knows. 
don't let those things disqualify you from moving into the next thing that God has for you, okay? I do encourage you to stop for a minute. This is the counselor of me coming out. Stop for a minute. Look back on those things. Look at uh, some of the root lies you might have believed in that season. Um, I know for me, I had started to believe a lie that I didn't have what it takes to be a businesswoman, that I wasn't smart enough and that I wasn't confident enough and all these things that I was believing as a lie. And those seasons, it's so easy for the enemy to deposit lies into us if we're not aware. So I just want you to maybe after you get off listening to this podcast or even pause this, whichever you prefer, really just kind of go back to the seasons where you did something that you felt like was a failure. It may not even been a business thing. It could have been, like I said, something in ministry could have been, which by the way, you really should approach ministry as a business too. That's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. But just a side note, (laughs) I might've just opened a can of worms there, but I'll just have to revisit it if enough of you would like me to. You'll have to let me know if you want me to revisit that topic. But all of that to say, ask the Lord to go back. Maybe it was a job you were in that you got fired from. I don't know. But ask the Lord to go back with you and say a couple of questions to him. I'm just making these up off the fly because I feel like the Lord's leading me here. Ask him a couple of questions. Ask him uh, where he was in that. Ask him what lies did the enemy try to deposit in that season of your life? And then ask him, what's the truth? What's the truth? Because you cannot successfully move forward into the next thing he has for you until you let go of the baggage that is holding you back. By the way, this is a little glimpse into what my book's going to be about. I'm real excited about it. All right. Last and definitely not least, number seven, and then we will hop off here. And that is this. Success is obedience. I told you I'd redefine the failure and success thing for you. And I I told you I'm working on a book and I was speaking with my uncle who has put out several books and I was getting some advice from him about the book writing process. And he said a statement to me. I don't think he even fully understands how deeply it touched my heart. You know, when somebody says something and they kind of say it in passing, but really you're like, whoa, that just like slapped me upside the head and, you know, will stick with me for my whole life. And he literally said, you know, you have to redefine what success is. Success is not, in my case, how many books sell or, you know, where the book goes or what it does. Success is simply obedience. And that obedience is to the call when God asks you to do something. So I just want to remind you of that, that, you know, and that challenged me then to look back on those things that I just told you I viewed as failures. Really, they were successful because I said yes to the Lord when he told me to do them. Now, can I be honest with you? A couple of those things, I never asked God if I should do them. I just did them because everybody else was doing them. Right. And so that's a really big learning point, too. When I look back, I go, okay, I was successful because I was obedient or I wasn't successful because, quite frankly, I was disobedient because I was walking in something that was not my call. I saw my friend be really successful with it because guess what? It was her call. She was anointed to lead that group of people in that network marketing business. I was not. Right. So that's just some challenging something for you to kind of look back on where you've gone, look back on what's worked and what hasn't. Ask the Lord where he was. He might do what he did to me and say, I wasn't actually in that. I never asked you to do that thing. You totally took that on all by yourself. And then there's been other things he did call me to. And it was just 
it was a season of learning and growing and he was depositing gifts in me at the time that I didn't get to see, but now I'm getting to see the fruit of years later. Okay, friends, so that is all the seven things that I've learned. I really have learned more, but those are the big ones that just jumped out to me. I wanna hop off here because we're right at time, but I, before I do, I do wanna make sure that you know, I know on the last episode I mentioned it, but today, if you're listening to this on launch and release day, it is February 6th, which means the cart is open for you to register for the Intentional Influencers course. Now this cart is only going to be open for two weeks. It will close February 19th at midnight because we will start the course on February 20th. And here's the deal. This course is for you if you have God-given ideas and you know if you get them into our world, they would make a difference, but you're limited on time and you're overwhelmed with all of the options. So I wanna ask you this question. I think I may have asked it to you last time, but I'm gonna ask you again, because it's so important. I want you to think about this. How would it feel if you could open social media and find an engaged audience, or learn to influence with intention, or perhaps determine where your influence can be the most impactful, and figure out which social media platform is right for you, because you shouldn't do all of them all at the same time. How about learning to write quickly and effectively so you can spend your time efficiently? This is a big one for me. How about learning to share your message confidently from stage and social media? You all know I love my Facebook Lives. And how about this? How would you like to be paid to be an online influencer, which means you're getting paid to do what you love? And then last but not least, how about learning to create a concrete plan to pursue your dream, to be an influencer that is both joyful and fulfilling. So this course is a beta round, which means you're gonna be the first to get access to all of this information and more, plus six weeks of small group coaching accountability with me. And the space is limited in this course, so I wanna encourage you to be sure to grab your spot quickly before it fills up. So I know in my heart that this course is going to be something just like this podcast that I look back on a year from now and I say, that was so awesome. I'm so glad I gave God my yes. And I want to bring you with me on that journey. You can find out more and grab your seat via the link in the show notes. And also be sure you're on my email list. You can sign up right on my website, rachelgilbert.com. And again, you spell my name R-A-C-H-A-E-L-G-I-L-B-E-R-T. And um, that way you don't miss any of the announcements about the course and other fun things. Also, don't worry. I promise I will not spam you. And I will always just send you relevant information that's hopefully, you know, something that will encourage you and help you to continue to move forward in your dreams. All right, my beautiful friends, that is all that I have for today. I will see you back here next time on Real Talk with Rachel. And I hope I get to see some of you inside the Intentional Influencer course. Have a blessed day and keep pursuing those God-given dreams one step at a time.